everyone, Susan Finch here, the host of Rooted in Revenue, and I'm super excited today. My guest is Whitney Marshall, and she is the Senior Director, Client Engagement, and the co-founder of Qualified Meetings. Welcome, Whitney. I'm so glad you could join us. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, after visiting kind of through back channels, because your co-founder was also on discover.org, right? Yeah, on Discover Org's yes, radio was. show recently. And that's how I learned about your company. I thought, I want to visit with her. So here we are. Wonderful. Well, thank you for thinking of me. Whitney, we're familiar with companies that pride themselves on sales touches to secure that first meeting at the enterprise level. Is that your niche or are you guys at a different level? No, it's great that you asked that because that's exactly where my experience started and what we specialize in. So I began my career in the tech sales world at Four Scout Technologies, where I worked directly with my nail co-founder, Matt Wheeler, that you had just mentioned, to build their internal sales development program. So we had around 30 SDRs globally. And when Mike DeCesar came over from McAfee as the new CEO, he kind of gave us the mission to go out and take half of our team to penetrate the Fortune 1000 account. Definitely gave us a really good platform to kind of finalize our, what we call our 2350 touch, uh, touch process for inbound and outbound prospecting. So I'm going to back <laughs> up a little bit then. So you guys were fairly new at this point when Mike DeCesar came on. Was that within your first year? So we had been there for about two years before he came on. So we built up a team of about 30 reps and he really, his goal was to get the company IPO, which they just did uh, several months ago. So it's very exciting. We helped them build out that program and get into those fortune accounts that he wanted to target. Usually when you have a small company and you're a startup and you start, you know, two co-founders, you have a vision and then you bring in this, somebody with a bigger vision. How did that change your company culture? Well, Matt and I actually started off working internally for Four Scout. We started there. And then um, several, you know, other internal builds, and then we built qualified meetings. So it was such a good platform to be able to kind of perfect our program and our process and drive results and then really learn how to take that to scale to be able to do that for many companies at one time. So it sounds like Mike DeCesar had that same vision and was able to <clears throat> help you transform what you already had built to take it to those next several levels. Being able to really have that one direct mission to target those fortune accounts, it really gave us the platform to be able to go perfect what we were doing um, scale from there. So that's where we developed our 2352 touch process, which I kind of mentioned earlier that had been in the works for a few years prior to that, but really having a true mission to focus on fortune account, you know, implementing the six pillars of communication, calls, voicemails, video messaging, email, LinkedIn, and direct mail. Those were all things that we were able to take and really understand what it takes to get into those C-level executives in those fortune accounts to get qualified meetings and ultimately create pipeline and ROI. Well, it sounds like it. I mean, and those are, I mean, those are standard across everywhere, those same six pillars. But as you continue to evolve, there was one story that you were telling me about, that, about the Cessna. You know, we're always developing, improving and innovating our process to always drive results. The market's always changing. People always want to be reached out to in a different way, you know. Email has become, everybody's inundated with emails. LinkedIn is starting to become the same way. We're kind of ahead of the curve on video messaging now, which we've implemented into our process. But we have these strategy sessions where we sit down with our team for each account. They're struggling to get into one account. We're thinking of, okay, what is the next method of communication that we can possibly use outside of what is already kind of known to the market to get in front of these people to get meetings scheduled? And one of our SDRs, said, well, why don't we just rent a plane and fly a banner around their office building? And you're like, 
that's great. It's not that practical, but we, you know, we're happy that we have all these people thinking outside of the box on the next way um, to get in front of a target audience. I mean, to that level, we're really thinking outside of the box, whether it's practical or not, on the next levels of communication that we can get in front of people. That's funny. Years ago, Wahoo's Fish Taco, I don't know, they're, they're a chain of restaurants that specialize in Baja fish tacos and that whole cuisine, but it's a mm-hmm. casual dining. And that's exactly what they did do. They rented Cessnas for the beach. You know, crowded exactly. beaches in California, perfect, because that was their target audience. That was exactly where they were. And it was a wildly effective way to reach everybody. Nobody else was doing it. None of their competitors were doing it. But for them, it was such a natural. You know, between that and sponsoring extreme sports events, they just, they went to where their people were. And I know that's that's the one thing that people are talking about more and more. It isn't just reaching, you know, for B to C, but for B to B, still reaching where do your folks hang out rather than making them come to you? Exactly. And, you know, one of the most important things is just really understanding your target personas within those verticals, what's important to them and how we can help them become rock stars in their organization. We're there to help. So just really understanding what keeps them up at night. How can we come in and help them? How can we benefit them? Sometimes a company in your position, you're at ease because you're good at it, at developing a rapport with the prospect for your client. You know, as you're trying to get those doors open, get those meetings set and things, what challenges do you have when passing that, you know, initial relationship that your team creates to in-house that they might have a totally different approach and demeanor, mainly because they haven't gone through your sales training yet, but, you know, it depends <laughs> pieces that you've done. What if the prospect actually requests to come back to you? Has that ever happened? I'm glad you brought this up because it's definitely a pain point that we've seen in the past and it's something that we've built into our process to strategically get ahead of. All of our reps are white labeled and become an extension of our client's team. So they're showing up to the meetings that they're scheduling, introducing the sales reps. They have an engineer introducing them as well. And just ensuring that there's a really smooth transition for the client and who they're supposed to be working with. So we're kind of all about the front end, getting them to the meeting, making sure the meeting happens and that there's no separation of, okay, we're qualified meetings, but you're meeting with the client. We are the client. There's never that gap there, but we're really good at that handoff and making sure that the, the prospect knows exactly who they're supposed to be working with and that the meeting goes smoothly so we don't run into those kind of issues that we may encounter. Not all sales reps are created equally. We're there to help and identify any gaps or areas of improvement that we may have, but sometimes you run into those sales reps that rely on the sales engineer to really go through all of the bells and whistles instead of the features and benefits. And they don't necessarily always understand latent versus active buyers. Pretty easy to get an active buyer to a meeting, but when you're getting kind of transitioning someone from a latent to an active buyer, it takes a little bit more sales work to get them kind of across that line. So we're able to help them tailor their approach to turn those buyers into active buyers through customer-centric sales methodologies, just making sure that there's a really smooth transition from the original conversation with the SDR to the sales rep so that they ultimately know they're supposed to be working with the sales rep and the sales rep knows what they're trying to accomplish from that call. I'm going to ask you, even white-labeled, has it ever happened that you've had somebody that said, you know, I don't like that rep. Can I just talk to the person I was talking to in the first place? Has that ever happened? Um, 
as many times as I can count on one hand, maybe in the past, it's not something we currently are coming across based on, you know, when, when we come into a client, we're really working with them and their sales team before we get into any situation where we're handing off meetings. So everyone understands the handoff process. They understand all of the information that we're providing prior to the meeting. So every it's, it's very structured. So we're getting what we're trying to get out of that meeting. It's not necessarily the SDR qualifying them and then coming into a call with the sales rep and the sales rep asking all of the same questions. Yes. So everything's very strategic to where we, we try not to come across that issue to where it's, it's things like that that might make that prospect want to work back with the SDR instead of the sales rep. So we try to avoid anything that would cause that at all costs. I kind of liken it to when you're in Home Depot and you're looking for something on the shelf and you've looked and you've done your research and you've looked and it's not there and you walk up <laughs> and you ask them and what do they do? Exactly. They walk you right back down the same aisle. <laughs> and say, oh gosh, it looks like we don't have that. So that misstep in communication or listening. That is the absolute key to this entire thing is communication. We, we definitely like to have that smooth transition from um, initial qualification call to sales rep call or demo, whatever it may be, based on what the client's requesting. But try not to run into that issue too often. We haven't had it in a long time, as, as I can recall. So <laughs> it, it's it's very good because it does. I mean, it it does become a problem when we the first few times we had ever experienced that it is an issue, and that's kind of what caused us to really strengthen that handoff process because that can't happen. We have SDRs and then you have highly paid sales reps that need to be handling those meetings moving forward. We can get them kind of across that first line, but they really need to be working with that sales rep and the engineer who have the authority to do anything further and to make the sale. I would think that, you know, when you're brought into an account that hopefully everybody's on board, because I'm sure sometimes you run across people that feel threatened by your presence as if it's a reflection on them their inability to set me certainly will it take money out of their mouths will they look like fools i bet that that's a difficult hurdle more than most of your hurdles i would think it, it is one of the biggest hurdles that we have when we come into a client to where um, an executive such as a ceo boo cfo has made the decision maybe because they do see that their organization is struggling the people that we have to work with within the marketing and sales department sometimes do you feel threatened? But the entire goal of qualified meetings is to help those people become rock stars, like I mentioned, in their organization. So if we're coming in under marketing or sales, regardless, we're there to help make them look and feel better, do their job better, provide value to their organization. So for example, we have a lot of times where we do come in under CMO or VP of sales of marketing in an organization, and they have a hard time showing the ROI that their department is providing. Essentially, if they can't prove that out, then they end up losing budget. So our goal is to really come in, understand where we can help them, be the front lines to say, hey, you know, this this messaging is resonating really well. This messaging may not be. We need to make a little tweak here because you've got the SDR on the front lines. We're able to help them with things of that nature. And then all the way down to reporting on every lead they're providing us. How is it performing? Where can we help improve? Did they attend a trade show that may have generated lots of meetings and we got a customer from it? Or is there one event that we maybe shouldn't spend budget on next year because it really didn't produce any results? Really being that front end support for them to give them uh, the data and insight to go back to their board and say, hey, this is what my marketing department did. And essentially it leads to bigger budget. The 
board wants to invest more in marketing. So anything we can do there to help them, not necessarily, we're, we're never coming in trying to displace people. Obviously, it helps us more like, the more people we have to work with, really being that support system for them and augment what they're currently doing and give them more insight. We're going to take a break here. This is Susan Finch with Rooted in Revenue and my guest, Whitney Marshall. We'll be back in just a minute. For those of you who are overwhelmed with your marketing and content to-do list, there is help on the way. You can let Susan Finch, our host, lighten your load. Creating strategic, thoughtful solutions to time shortage problems in marketing, connecting, building, sharing all the tasks that you dread. She can take your one piece of content and help you use it nine different ways while you keep doing what you do best, which is probably selling or designing or putting your business together. If you have the time, she can help you create your content engagement plan, too, and you pick and choose what you want to do. It's a menu of options. Some of her favorite tasks for clients include things like video training libraries for the most common tasks you have, those tasks that you're tired of training people to do over and over again. How about branding and logo packages? Everybody's interested in that. Or the one I'm always intrigued by, site thin out and update. When's the last time you took a weed whacker to your site or updated it with new information? She can also do social media posting. She can plan and produce your podcast. Her mantra is very simple. Create, inspire, inspire, advocate, ignite, and then repeat. If that's a formula you'd like to put into effect in your business, there's only one place to go to, SusanFinch.com. Check it out, Susan Finch. Susan Fitch here with Rooted in Revenue, and I am back with Whitney Marshall. She's a senior director in client engagement and the co-founder at Qualified Meetings. Before we dive back into our conversation, can you tell me, Whitney, a little bit more about what the specialties of Qualified Meetings are? Sure. So Qualified Meetings was a company built by SDRs for SDRs um, to really help companies, in the end, generate revenue. We call ourselves Qualified Meetings because that's what we're doing all day, every day is going out there, spreading the message about our clients, their value propositions, and ultimately bringing, based on their criteria, the highest qualified meetings to their sales team that we possibly can to help them meet their revenue goals, whether that's you know crossing the $10 million marker, going IPO, preparing for an acquisition, whatever our clients need, whatever their goals are, we are there to help them meet them. And as far as going IPO, you have done that recently. Yes, I have. Um, I was at Four Scout Technologies, and they recently went IPO. That's where I met my co-founder, Matt Wheeler. He's also our CEO. And as we, I had mentioned, he'd, he's actually been with two companies that have gone IPO, um, one through an acquisition. So he's been in the game for a really long time and has so much experience in the sales development space. He's definitely been around the block, and I'm sure everybody has seen some different podcasts and webinars that he does out there. Great and very excited to be able to kind of start this venture with him over the last few years. Before I get into what sets qualified meetings apart for your competition, I'm wondering if you can tell me, since you deal with so many companies, what are the biggest hurdles that companies face when they are trying to set these meetings? Why do they find themselves in a position that they need somebody like you? Some companies don't. And so the ones that do, is there a are there a couple of common factors that come into play that you see? Sure. There are several different kind of cases that I could go through. The first one is maybe they don't have a sales team 
at all. Maybe it's very new. They've been very focused on the product. They're really still trying to generate revenue. They need people that focus on sales. So many companies out there, they have all of these awesome technologies and that's what they're focused on. So they need somebody to come in and help with sales, people that have done it for a long time. We're there to help early stage companies. And then you have the other companies that I mentioned to where Maybe they have a team in place, but they don't have a strong manager and they need to bring process and you know, set goals. We can come in and help. And you already said companies that are smaller that have a very small sales force are really none at all. It's just the people that developed it, but they weren't, they're the idea people. They weren't the sales people. Or a weak manager is what you were starting to talk about. If there's somebody not strong enough that has been put into that position, oh, you're the manager now, you're the leader, you've been here the longest doesn't mean they know how to manage. Exactly. So, you know, we have we had a client in the past where they had an internal team. One of the things we always suggest to people is that's great if you have an internal team. That's awesome. And we've even done it in the past before we were qualified meetings when I worked internally for companies. Outsourcing a certain percentage of your sales development is always recommended because you're getting that kind of friendly competition and then you're bringing in new new process. We had a client who brought us on. They had a team of, I believe it was like five SDRs initially. And they brought us in to manage and they outsourced three SDRs from us. So we ended up being kind of one large team, but we were able to implement our process to help improve the production of their internal team. And then they used our management oversight based on our experience to manage their internal team as well. When there's either a lack of management, they don't know a specific process to use. Those are really hard things to overcome to be able to even get to a conversation, let alone a qualified meeting. Another part of it is people, they might not know what specific qualification criteria they need to ask. Some of it is going a little bit deeper than just, hey, are you interested in my product or services? Will you take a call with my sales rep? We really train our reps at more of an inside sales level to where, you know, they get on the phone, they can speak intelligently about the product. They know who they're speaking with. They're tailoring their messaging to the persona that they're speaking with, the vertical that they're in, and really helping provide value on that call to get them to the meeting with the sales rep. There's a lot of different variables, but, you know, we've had companies where they have, you know, even just a certain amount of leads, they just don't have a big enough team to process them. They're like, okay, we have to do something. We're losing revenue here because we don't have anybody. These leads are getting stale. We need somebody to do that. I mean, we've done programs specifically for those cases in the past as well. Well, it sounds like you're able to, I mean, I would hope you'd be able to customize it for any solution, but it sounds like you really have it fine-tuned and know how to guide them because everybody has that ultimate goal, revenue. Exactly. Not to sound cold-hearted, but, you know, we can all want to make friends and have relationships, but I can't spend that much time in relationships if they're not making me money. Exactly. Yep. I mean, it's everything. If a if a company's small, they don't have a big enough team. Maybe they have a team, the team's not producing, and they need help from a management or process perspective, or they have a revenue goal that they're trying to hit, and their team just isn't doing it. Training SDRs is definitely a challenge for people, and it takes a certain DNA uh, to do that as well. Being experts in training and working with hundreds of SDRs over the course of our careers has really put us in the position to know the kind of people to hire and then tailor the training around not only just the basics of sales development, but the client as well. So that's a lot of things. That's something that a lot of companies struggle with is just the basic training of the SDR and how to get them to ultimately even just ask for the meeting. Right. So I know we've kind of touched on this, but this is a variation on that question. What is the biggest hurdle you have to overcome to assure a prospective client that your solution can truly increase revenue? How do you show them that? That is something we come across 
all the time because everyone always has some sort of skepticism when it comes to outsourcing versus doing it themselves. One thing that they tend to not think about is that you can't just hire people, put them at a desk to make phone calls in the corner and have no strategy, accountability, or goals for what you're doing, which we see all the time because they think, okay, I'm going to have somebody call down this list and it's going to result in revenue. And that's not always the case. On top of that, if your reps aren't supported and they're kind of out on an island by themselves, they're, they're going to leave anyway. So you're essentially kind of running in circles trying to keep up with turnover. Without those things and the amount of work it takes to hire, train, and manage resources to get them fully productive, you've already spent a considerable amount of time and money with no ROI to show for it. When I worked internally for companies, we saw where, where it would take upwards of about six months just to get the program in place. And I was just working internally with companies. Through that experience, we've mastered getting clients' custom programs built in 30 days and have the SDR doing outbound and generating results by day 31 and their full ramp after 90 days of activity. I would think that it's easier for you because you have a broader, you aren't so myopic. When you're doing it, like you were saying, from in, inside a company, you're also getting distracted by all the other things. Whereas if you're doing it externally, where you have the benefit of all of these other companies' experience and almost like data that you've collected based on all those experiences, I would think it'd be much easier to assess, adapt, and implement. Exactly. And I mean, we have it down to a science at this point um, based on doing so many different program implementations. It's something where companies would have a really hard time doing it. As quickly as we're able to do it, you're generating ROI way earlier than, we, than you would if you tried to do it internally. I mean, I know when I worked at companies, even just finding the right sales tools to use, they will go through months of evaluations where, well, we have these partnerships with Discover Org, Frontspin, Vidyard. We're with the best of the best. We know who to recommend for certain things. And you don't have to, you know, have all of these demos. And we take the guesswork out of choosing your tools down to that level. It's really a package deal. Lots of insight and um, experience that comes with that. I don't think that people give enough, companies don't give enough credit to resources like yours where you have already gone through all the testing of all these things and whatever those solutions are for this client, you might say, well, yeah, but that won't fit for this one. We're going to use these, this combination instead, because we've already tried that when it doesn't work. There is, you're right though. There's so much wasted time. It's bad enough trying to get sales reps to adopt CRMs and other things and all the other documentation that companies want them to do in addition to selling, in addition to building relationships, in addition to teaming up with their coworkers. And I should think that people would want to just dive on a company like yours and say, hey, you just, just tell us what to do. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we come in, we have our proven process, the program, and it takes a lot of the weight off of our clients. They're not the ones making sure that the SDRs are showing, showing up on time for work. They're not responsible for any of that. They come and meet at our calls. Typically, when we start a program, we ask for demos, any sort of training that they have internally, and then it really falls on us. And then we can work with them throughout the program just to improve wherever possible. So it takes a lot of the guesswork and the headache off of the people that are really going to focus on other stuff aside from sales. All right, folks. So the takeaway from here is you don't have to do all this stuff and know how to do it all yourselves. And you don't have to test it all internally using your sales team as your guinea pigs to see what might work. Hire professionals, hire experts. 
So this has been a wonderful meeting, Whitney. Thank you for the interview today. And can you tell us how they can find you and how they can find qualified meetings? Sure. Uh, well, you can find me at, if you would like to call me directly, my number is 813-816-3819. My email address is wmarshall, that's W-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L at qualifiedmeetings.com. And our website is qualifiedmeetings.com. All right. And are you hang out on LinkedIn ever? I am on LinkedIn. <laughs> okay, so people can, you can find me there as well. <laughs> All right. So folks, you know how to find her, you know how to read more about the company, explore the services they offer. It Again, the bottom line is we want to make money. And it's nice if you meet nice people along the way and enjoy what you do. But we got to make the money to be able to go play. This has been Susan Finch with Rooted in Revenue on the Funnel Radio Network. Check us out at rootedinrevenue.com or go to funnelradio.com to see all of our programming and join us live on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs>